Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It is me, your SLP, Hallie Sherman here, to give you that jolt of inspiration that you need to get your day, week, month, or whenever you're listening to this started. Today, I want to talk about why I use Bloom's Taxonomy as a place to start when determining where to go with my older speech students. If you've been following me for a while, you may have heard and you may have heard of this before and maybe just from your old practice that language comprehension is such an integral part of learning and reading. In order to be a successful reader, our students need to be able to have the decoding skills. So, okay, there's our phonological awareness piece, but they also need language comprehension. And they need both of those aspects to be an effective reader. They can't just decode and be able to be successful. They need to be able to engage with the text and think about the text and answer questions. And all those things are our domain. We have the capability of working at our students' levels, at their pace, and modify as needed to help them be successful in the classroom and build their confidence. We don't have a curriculum or someone saying like, hey, we need to get to that next part. Like, you know, you have to get to all this curriculum by June or May, whenever their school year ends. Our goals are annual and we get to really hone in on what they need. But it's so important that we determine a goal that is appropriate for our students, not just because what they're doing in the classroom. Our students are expected to do like critical thinking by third grade. And honestly, they really are exposed to it in the early levels, just indirectly. They might not really be, you know, answering why do you think kind of questions, but they're doing basic guessing games and starting to read between the lines, like socially 
and with some of the activities and the storybooks, they're being presented with some of those higher level precursors, even in those early ages and grades. So just because they're doing that in the classroom shouldn't be how we determine what we're working in our speech room. If we're just mimicking what they're doing in the classroom, our students are going to, one, shut down, and two, they're not going to make progress because there's a reason why it's not sticking in the classroom. They're not where they need to be to be at that level. So as SLPs, we like a roadmap. We like a hierarchy. Remember in grad school, we learned about Brown's morphings. Like they, they started here and they go there. There was different levels and phases of basic language development. So if you look at Bloom's taxonomy, the lower level is remember. That's the core. That's the foundation. They need to be able to recall facts and concepts before they can do anything else. So you can picture some of your students when you're reading a story or using a Simon's cat video and you ask them a question of something that just happened and it's like in one ear out the other. Like, were you listening? Right? If our students can't recall basic things and understand what's important and attend to the information, they're not going to be able to do those higher levels. Let's go deeper into the remember. Here are some verbs that Blue's Taxonomy uses to define, duplicate, list, memorize, repeat, state. Those are things that are expected at the lower level. Now, again, teachers are expected to be using all these levels in one unit, in one lesson, in one like lesson plan. And our students are falling behind because they can't get to that next level because they have not mastered each individual phase. Okay, so that lower level is remember, the basic recall, basic understanding. Those are our basic WH questions and like attending to what they just heard. Again, our students with a weak memory and processing speed and our ADHD kids, they're going to struggle at this phase. And we need to think about how can we compensate for their weaknesses? Okay. And that's a whole other episode for a whole nother day. I wanted to introduce the concept of using this hierarchy. And this is what I teach inside of SLP Elevate. And I provide a baseline tool even in order to help determine what phase your student is at. But you really could you do this with any text or any resource, just probing all these different phases. Okay. So after the remember and think of like the, and if you Google, uh, you know, boom sex, I mean, you'll see the visual, but the next phase is understand. They'll be able to explain ideas and concepts. They can classify, describe, discuss, explain, identify, locate, recognize, report, select, and translate. Okay, that's where our students are being able to express main ideas and being able to summarize. Can they explain in their own words what they just heard? Do they understand what's important? Are they getting the gist? So, right, they need to be able to, one, attend to the information and recall it right back. That's our, you know, repeating verbatim. Then can they understand what's important and explain it in their own words? Okay. The next level is apply. Can they use information in new situations? Can they execute, implement, solve, use, demonstrate, interpret, operate, schedule, and sketch? That's often a lot of our um, sequencing activities and being able to, you know, take the information and use and apply it in their own ways. Again, it's just more in depth than just summarizing and, you know, in the main idea, it's more recognizing what's important and putting it in more elaborate terms. Then we have our analyze. That's when our students are drawing connections amongst ideas. They can differentiate. There's our compare and contrast. They can organize, relate, distinguish, right? Again, a comparing and contrasting, distinguishing between multiple items. They can examine. They can experiment. They can question. This is when they are questioning the text and, and engaging with the text and coming up with their own questions. They can test the information. Again, 
There's a lot more of like the scientific knowledge. Can they make their hypotheses? Our students, yes, often in our lower grade levels, we're doing those basic like comparing apples and bananas. But our students aren't going to be able to compare characters in a text if they can't recall it. They can't compare characters in a text if they're not realizing who's the main characters and the key story elements. You can see the correlation here too. They can't do the next phase if they're not grasping the lower levels. Okay, then the next phase, the next level is evaluate. Can they justify a stand or decision? Can they appraise, argue, defend, judge, select, support, value, critique, and weigh? This is more now our critical thinking. Can they infer? Can they make a claim? You know, claim evidence reasoning. Can they pose a argument and defend it using the evidence from a text? Okay, they can't do that if they don't understand what's important. They can't do that if they're not recalling the text. They can't do it if they don't understand the order of the, and the text structure, right? That applies more like the text structure, being able to um, sketch it all out and put it together. And the last one is create, producing new or original work to design, assemble, construct, conjure, develop, formulate, author, or investigate. This is when our students are like recreating the story, like putting themselves in the story and making their own version. Or say they were reading a story about um, an invention and now they're making their own inventions using the steps that they took that they learned from the text. Okay. So it's taking what they learned and really critically thinking and developing something using the information that was just read and taught. That's the highest level. And you can see our students can really struggle, even with project-based learning, if they're not understanding the fundamental pieces related to that concept. They might do really well if there's no reading involved. It's just creating. Our students are very creative and are really good at art and science and hands on their like Legos and things like that. But if it's applying knowledge that they just learned in order to be able to do that, they can really, really struggle. And that's why, again, why we can't just take what the students are doing in the classroom because that might be at that last level and there are many gaps below it that we need to address first. So it's really important to look at your students holistically and say, not just where they're expected to be and you can't assume anything and probing. That's when, you know, spending that time in the beginning of the year or when you have a initial evaluation or when it's IEP time, taking that time to let me probe a little bit and see where the breakdown is. Let me try different reading levels with them. Let me, let me use their reading level. Let me ask the teachers, where are they reading independently? So I'm not trying to overwhelm them with the decoding piece. So we can really hone in on that language comprehension piece. And where is that breakdown? Where can they be successful independently? Are they recalling the text? Can they answer basic WH questions? Can they tell me the main idea or what it's all about? Can they tell me it in their own words? Can they then apply it? Maybe the sequence of events. Can they then compare and contrast and understand the different key story elements, text structures, and uh, then can they defend? Can they make a claim and use text evidence to defend their answers? And then can they apply what they learned to recreate something new and different and more elaborate? Can they assemble something, design something, investigate something related to a text? So thinking differently about how we determine the goals we are working on with our students can really help us feel confident in what we are working on and knowing that we can make a true difference in how they can take what they're learning and apply it to what they're doing in the classroom because the teachers are doing all these things. Fourth grade and up, it's part of the common core, it's part of many 
curriculums. Many administrators are expecting teachers to either be using Bloom taxonomy or depth of knowledge. All these different terms are all related. They're all similar. Taking similar concepts, just putting a different spin and label on it and expecting teachers to make their lessons more rigorous, make students think more critically and challenging. They're trying to make the students think more and be challenged more when this might not be appropriate for our students. And we had that ability that no one's telling us what to do. No one understands what we do. So no one's telling us what to do. So we can present materials where our students are at, take what they're successful at and start there, build their confidence, get those quick wins and show them that what you're doing is related to in the classroom. Like, hey, isn't your teacher asking you to tell me what it's all about? Isn't your teacher asking you to make a claim? That's why we're working on this. You're going to have more buy-in if they see the relevancy of what you're doing and how it's so similar to what they're doing in the classroom, yet they can be successful with you. So if you want to learn more about uh, Bloom's Taxonomy and how to get a baseline tool, all that is available inside of SLP Elevate, my membership for resources for older speech students, where I am here to help you determine what's the best goal and find resources at each of the different levels. And that's what I provide inside as well. All right. I hope you found this helpful. I hope it's something that you can use with your students so you can plan with ease and confidence so you can spend more time doing what you love, which is helping your students succeed. And hey, that's why we went to grad school, right? We didn't go to grad school to just be miserable each and every day. We love seeing our students have that aha moment. And if we can just not spend so much time thinking about what we're doing and just spend more time doing, it makes it so much more enjoyable. And this way we can go home and do other things we love, right? All right. So I always end with a joke. Why do magicians always do well at school? Because they can handle trick questions. But I'm ching. All right, guys. Hope you have a great week, great day. And as always, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.